It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, here we go again, and that's uh, the NRL season, I guess. Uh, it's uh, all but upon us, a season proper, so that means we're in pre-season mode at the moment. And after beating uh, the Tigers 48-12, the Warriors' first trial game of the uh, season, there was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm for the New Zealand club as it starts to rebuild. But perhaps expectations might be tempered a little now following a 24-6 defeat to the Melbourne Storm in Christchurch yesterday, expecting uh, a near full-strength Warriors side. The fans came in their droves to Orange Theory Stadium only to see some of the usual issues plague the team. But uh, after all, isn't that what trials are for, to knock off uh, the early season rust? Only time will tell if the result is an indication of the season ahead. One thing you can guarantee, though, is quality commentary and quality analysis uh, coming out of Australia for the NRL season. And for that, uh, we thank uh, Andrew Voss, uh, who's back with us here on SENZ. Uh, Vossi, first of all, uh, did you have a good break? And I'm amazed that uh, Hutchie lets you uh, away from the microphone because you're such a money spinner for him. Oh, wow. Uh, what an introduction. Thank you, Smithy. Yeah, had a, had a really uh, good break, having had an extended year last year in terms of Rugby League World Cup and then went back overseas and took a bit of overseas sport, which was an eye-opener to be at... Um, uh, uh, matches in uh, Italy. They're going to see Roma play there, see how other competitions work in the world. It was quite fantastic. I come back to just, this has just been the most amazing weekend. Yes, all the rugby league news, Smitty, but the cricket, you don't want to talk about that, do you, in India, the sweep fest? Wow. Although, mind you, what a weekend for Australia and New Zealand cricket, eh? You don't, want to, you don't want to go there at all. You just don't want to go there. Uh, just, no, <laughs> we, don't. we don't. We don't. We don't want to talk about uh, yachting either, though uh, in Sydney it must have been pretty rough for that uh, to happen with the Sail GP event and all that damage. Oh, the, the storm was incredible. I was between storms because they were coming up in pockets all around Sydney and I was going to Penrith on, uh, on Saturday night for the World Club Challenge. So I, I was racing away from the storm that already hit where I live, getting to the ground where the storm was still 20, 30 minutes away. It was, uh, it was wild, let me tell you. But as for the rugby league itself, and if you want quick analysis on the Warriors, it's impossible. I mean, I, I have just found trial form... Um, so hard. You know, you go back to the Warriors win the previous week. Yeah, look great. But then the Tigers side that was fielded in that, how do you gauge any sort of excellence against that compared to a Tigers side yesterday suddenly put the stars back in? They looked really good. You know, light years from the previous week. I just think for the fan, the trial matches, I probably look at um, injury toll first of all. Have I got through injury free? Tick. That's the biggest tick that comes out of out of uh, trials, and then I probably look at defensive tallies. Um, you know how many points conceded, and if you haven't conceded a lot of points, I think you've I think you've got to say by and large that's a good preseason. No injuries and haven't leaked a lot of points, and I suppose on that basis, the Warriors haven't um, leaked a lot of points. I mean, the, the, yes, there's work to do after the loss to Melbourne yesterday, but there I, I thought there were more. Uh, good signs than bad out of the Warriors the two weeks combined. 
that's where I'll leave my <laughs> summation. Does it lead to wins round one, two, three, four of the Premiership, Smithy? I've got no idea. I've got no idea. Is it a real great indicator? I don't think, I don't think any trial form is. Rightio. Uh, let's uh, look at uh, the key areas uh, for the halves. Right. We've taken the two levels of uh, opposition, West Tigers, Perhaps uh, weren't that flash uh, the week before. We saw Tamari uh, Martin, Luke Metcalf combined uh, pretty darn well, but Luke Metcalf's picked up a, a hamstring injury. Which leads us back to the old familiar Sean Johnson story. What did you see there? Yeah, I was disappointed with Sean yesterday, um, albeit first hit out for the year. So that's where you've got to temper things. I mean, I've seen other players right across the board. I mean, I saw I watched Jack Whiten play yesterday for Canberra. I wasn't, you know, particularly impressed um, that Jack had any great stamp on the game. I, I don't think Jerome Luai was all that good for Penrith on Saturday night, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, and he's come off a, an enormous World Cup for Samoa and, and a grand final winning year. I don't think he did enough. But um, on Sean Johnson, and because there is competition for places, you know, if it was just based on the two games, well, you'd have to say the previous week, greater impact. But then how do you you compare Melbourne defensive yesterday to the Tigers defence of the previous week. Very tough. I think Johnson gets the first crack, but it's it's no longer at his point of his career. It can't be a, well, we'll wait and see if he comes good. Johnson needs to be, needs to have impact right from round one, Smithy. Uh, you know, I don't think, um, I don't think if there, if there is pressure knocking on the door and form, and yeah, it's unfortunate what happened to Luke Metcalf, the injury, uh, but, uh, you know, I don't think they can just, even though I'm the number one card holder of the Sean Johnson fan club, they can't, mm. give him, they can't give him five, six weeks to find his feet because he's a senior player with an incredible record. He has to lead this team. He has to make right decisions. His kicking game has to be on point. He can't have bad days. He can't have – Sean Johnson can't have any less than a 7 out of 10 day if the Warriors are going to have a good season. He just can't. Okay, uh, one of the other areas you might like to look at, you talked about the defensive side of things and uh, conceding points, uh, keeping that in check, was uh, the completion rate. Um, their completion rate in their sets of six was uh, only 65% compared to Melbourne's 76% yesterday. Yeah, well, well, mind you, Melbourne weren't that flash the first half. They got better in the second half. Uh, yes, completion rates, I'm not probably getting bogged down with them again in the trials. Very hard to gauge. Um, but uh, obviously, if you have a good one, you talk about it. If you have a bad one, you think, well, we're going to get better. So, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not drastically reacting to that. Uh, I will stand by it. I, I haven't. I, I've got to say, hand on heart, Smithy, I don't have the Warriors in my eight in pre-season forecasts. Mind you, I'll temper that by saying to our listeners right now, in my time of pre-season predictions, which goes well over 30 years, I've never successfully tipped a top eight. So, so there's some margin for error there, but I don't have the Warriors in the eight. Andrew Webster was happy after the first week. Um, there's work to do. There's two weeks before it all gets underway. Uh, what I'm happiest about is Warriors back in New Zealand throughout the season. I'd be incredibly disappointed if they, they didn't be competitive right through the whole season and, and really turn on a show for fans every time they're playing in New Zealand in particular. Um, new players uh, adding, uh, including Jackson Ford, uh, Marata, Niakore, uh, Mitch Barnett. Uh, impact from them? Uh, yeah, well, still to come. I, I think Niakore is a fantastic signing. I really do. I, I think um, he will give them plenty. 
Mitch Barnett is a very good signing as well. I, you know, I, I think they've done okay recruiting-wise, um, the Warriors, and Tomato Martin and, and what Metcalf showed us the first up, and I, I, and I do think he's a player, but he's, he's still an inexperienced player when it comes to first grade. So I'm not lumping all my eggs in the basket of, well, Luke Metcalf's going to be the player to turn the Warriors' fortunes around. I think they did pretty well on recruiting. Um, when I look at clubs like Canberra, who only picked up, say, Denny Levi um, is, is there. Pasami Solo picked up from Newcastle. I, I, I thought the Warriors did okay on the recruiting front. I think the Tigers have done the best, actually, Smithy, on what I saw. I, it's quite incredible that the wooden spooners of last year uh, actually picked up three players who played in the grand final last year. Oh, that's unheard of. Uh, to, you know, to come up with Coruscant, um, who's just going to be absolutely fantastic for them, and he didn't play yesterday. Um, Isaiah Papalihi, I, I think, could prove the signing of the year. And then they also get Charlie Staines into the mix, one of the Panthers' grand final try scorers from last year. So um, the Warriors, um, better than some in recruiting, and I think the players they got will be positive for them. So um, of the other action that you've seen across the board, um, can you can you read anything into um, any of the the other sides in terms of uh, players they've recruited? I mean, for instance, uh, I got a text in uh, this morning. Uh, someone's saying the South Rabbitohs. This is for you, Vossi. Can you please ask yep. Vossi if the South Sydney Rabbitohs not signing anybody is a concern, or yep. does it show depth at the club? Also, if you can recall any other club throughout your time not signing a new player. Well, that's a good question. The second part of it, I would say no. Um, South Sydney are happy with what they've got and had to upgrade. So, obviously, with young halfbacks like uh, Lachlan Ilias now going into another season, um, I, I think in for a good season, the Rabbitohs. Uh, what I would say on the recruitment front, the biggest takeout of just one game on Saturday night, having called the World Club Challenge, Penrith have replaced dynamic with competent. Um, and by that I mean losing Coruscant and Kikau. It's only taken one game to ram the mess- message home. Massive losses for Penrith, the Premiers. And they replaced them with very competent players. Mitch Kenny, you know, is a good player. Started the grand final last year, but he's not happy Coruscant. And Luke Garner playing on left edge. Good player for the Tigers, but he's not Viliami Kikau. He's not that dynamic player. Um, so Penrith can't possibly be... Um, better than last year, in my opinion. And Melbourne, for all that I saw yesterday, obviously they had three of the big four playing yesterday in Munster and Grant and and Jerome Hughes and Pappenhausen to come back around about round six or seven. But they can't possibly be as good with all the players they lost. Um, So I think there'll be a couple of heavyweights come back to the field a little. They might still be good enough to win the comp, but they're going to come back. So there's, there's hope for a lot of teams. And I think... Some teams that have had wretched seasons, if they start well, um, wretched recent seasons, if they start well, they might surprise themselves because teams like Dragons, Knights, um, you know, Titans, I, I could see a lot of teams under pressure. Dolphins, New Boys on the block, could be a lot of teams under pressure early. So if you can string together, you know, maybe a, a three out of four start, you might be on your way. Do you have a smoky or two then, a, a smoky on early evidence? Well, I'm prepared. I, I know this is really going out there, but I think for, for improvement one season to the next, the fact is the Tigers did finish stone motherless last last year. They are going to go way better. Do they challenge for the eight? I think they can. I really do. I think they can go from wooden spooners to being a genuine top eight contender. 
are the Tim Sheens, uh, Benji Marshall, and the players they have bought um, are, are all very, very good players. They're not, they're not past their best. So, and they come to the club, you know, in the players I've mentioned, like Coruscant, they come as extreme winners, and he's been made captain of the club. So I'm seeing the Tigers as potentially the biggest improver, uh, improver from last season to this. The Dolphins. What are you, what are you seeing at the, 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 the Dolphins, Wayne Bennett uh, and the new franchise? What are you hearing? Yeah, um, yeah, good batch of players. Look, they're, they're, they're not silly. When we when we said all the time we had pressure on them to sign Marquis, they were out there busy. And if you saw their trial the previous week um, against the Cowboys, you got to see that they were out there recruiting uh, potential. It's not just about trying to sign marquee players. But then yesterday we see the names. And first impression was, well, Melbourne players out of Melbourne, can they stand up? They, well, they're all a year older. And Mark Nichols in the pack and Anthony Milford, they really need to get the best out of the most senior members of that side, the Bromwich brothers, Felice Cafusi, Anthony Milford, to be outside bottom four for mine. If they don't, you know, if those boys are on the way down, um, then then the Dolphins, it's going to be a, a tough first year. I really, I really think that. But I do see bright things. They have bought for their future as well as trying to make, you know, a, a reasonable impact first up. But Wayne Bennett said when he signed those senior players, he wanted bodyguards for his younger players he's going to sign. He signed plenty of young blokes as well, Smithy. So there's a plan there for Wayne Bennett. Um, but, you know, that plan mightn't include... Well, I, I'm pretty sure of this. It won't include more wins than losses in their first season. We haven't spoken to you, Vossi, since uh, you were over in the, the UK commentating on the Rugby League World Cup. Um, on the basis of what you've seen and the experience you had there, do you ha- hold out hopes for uh, International League and, and more of it? Well, not without the support of the Australian Rugby League putting their hand up and supporting it and saying that it is a priority. And, and, and the fact of the matter, Smithy, is it's not. Origin is this massive beast that we've created and, and we have to bow down to state of origin. And, it, you know, we're just not moving the schedule around. Now, in the perfect world, you play your state football to go into an international series. Well, that's, ne- that's never going to happen. It won't happen in the rest of my lifetime now. It'll be uh, condemned to post-season, and, and then you're at the whim of the clubs. Do, you know, if a player needs surgery or whatever, then, you know, we had that. Remember the Four Nations we had all those years ago and the Australian scene was, was almost second string that they played in the Four Nations. Um, so that's my concern. I just want a regular schedule. If we're going to improve, I mean, PNG and Fiji and Samoa and Tonga, New Zealand, we all have to have a regular schedule, and I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it at all. Could anyone, if you did a quick poll right now, could any one of your listeners tell you what is the Test Rugby League schedule for this year? I don't think anyone, had, no one would have a clue. Are we, are we uh, the kangaroos playing the Kiwis? And if they are, where is it and when is it? I don't think anyone could answer you, Smithy. No, I think that's a fair question, a very fair question, and you're right. I don't think anyone, even if I rung rag, Rugby League headquarters this morning, <laughs> I'd get a pretty... A pretty blatant sort of a no, not yet sort of an answer. Yeah, not a, hey, someone yeah. knows you. Someone knows you really well, Vossi. They, they even know your appetite uh, for mm. potato scallops. Potato oh, yes. scallops. Yes. Over here, we call them potato fritters. Uh, and someone has yes. uh, uh, asked me to ask you, uh, where did you get this from, and how many can you eat in one sitting? 
Yes, I, I did tweet that the other week. I think an incredibly underrated um, uh, a meal, the scallop, but is it a meal? Is it just a snack or is it actually a meal? Um, that's what I threw out there. And how many is a reasonable number? Because, by gee, I had some good ones. At, uh, it was in the Southern Highlands of New South Wales, a little takeaway shop at Mittagong. Um, and I had three. I reckon I could have eaten ten. That would be going over the top. So I'm going I'm to land on four to five... Is it a meal? No. If I'm trying to if I'm trying to impress my better half, I'm probably not putting a plate of potato scallops in front of them. But guys, don't sell them short. I, I think it's a it's a really good um, uplifting experience if you get a good one or a good two or what's three your or con- five. You just eat them bare, or what's your condiment? Your preferred condiment? I, oh, you like a little bit of chicken salt on them? Oh, you know, salt or a bit of chicken salt, definitely, Smithy. That's that's my game. Oh. And Late night kebabs in the UK without telling stories? Yeah, oh, I had a bad one. I had a really bad one in Warrington. I think it was lost in translation. Uh, he, he obviously was asking me, the bloke up in Warrington, for different condiments on it that were probably going to in, enhance the taste. And I said, no, nah, mate, don't worry. I just want a normal kebab. And a normal kebab in Warrington certainly wasn't the normal kebab I'm used to. I ended up with just a few slithers of meat um, in, a, uh, in a container. Uh, and it was bad, oh and I probably would have given it to my dog, to be honest. But uh, that's another story. Um, yeah, no, you throw me a, you throw me one food question a week, Smith, and I'll be happy to answer it. We'll do that. We'll absolutely do that. Um, uh, just to finish, just to finish you off and get things back on an even keel. Uh, Rory's come in with a late text to say, "What on earth are the Bulldogs doing at fullback and in their halves, Fossey?" Yeah, that's my question mark on them. Fullback and halfback. Uh, for this season. They've recruited so well around, but in those two vital positions in their spine, I still have question marks. You know, Again, competent players, but can they be star players? Can they be players that can take the team to the finals? Uh, my, my short answer is no at this point. There's a lot of improving to be done, um, and it has only been trials for the Bulldogs. One win, one loss. Uh, but yesterday left the fans just a little hollow, I think, feeling a little hollow after it, that perhaps... It's not a false storm because they will they will be better, but are they better to the degree of finals football? Um, Want to see the first few rounds of the season proper before you know making any bold statements about the Bulldogs. Good on you, Vossi. Uh, great to catch up with a real all-round interview. Uh, welcome back. We can't wait to hear on uh, Monday on a regular basis for us. Uh, have a good week, mate. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do. And, uh, yeah, what about the sweep fest? Hey, Smithy, have you seen anything like it? Your captain comes out, sweeps first ball. The number 11, what does he do? Second ball after four other batsmen out, he sweeps. Smithy, <laughs> help us, help us. I, well, I've never seen an Australian side pick one quick bowler. Um, probably the only reason they picked him because he's captain. Um, and I think for the first time in a long time, um, in terms of on-the-field issues, Pat Cummins is under some severe pressure. Severe yeah. pressure. Yeah, well said, mm. Smithy. Well said. My, my, Have a great that's week. That's my take on it. Yeah, same to you, man. Same to you. Thank you very much.